Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you're listening to Racing Boys. And if you ain't listening to them, you get out of the country because you're a communist. I love the Racing Boys. Like Mater says, they make me happier than a tornado in a trailer park. You know, the funny thing about that is the Larry voice and the Mater voice are exactly the same. Get her done. It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys, brought to you by Rod and Supply and the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We have got a great show lined up for you today. We've got Matt Ward, who is the... Uh, director of operations for the Chili Bowl, and we've got Scotty Cook is going to join us as well, talk a little bit about the Tulsa shootout with Scotty and Matt, and we have Trenton Berry on that's going to talk a little bit about the Gateway Nationals this weekend. Uh, Kirk, what did you think about the Gateway Nationals? I thought it was an entertaining event. It uh, had a lot of action, a lot of cars tore up, but that's what you'd expect for this event. But uh, it was uh, entertaining racing, I thought. Were you a little shocked at the end of that late model race when Ricky Thornton Jr. made that move and he tore his car up at, there at the end? Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't win the race. He didn't win the race. <laughs> he was my choice to win the race, but he ended up running second to yep. uh, Brandon Shepard. Yeah, B. Shep had him covered on Saturday night. That was his first win of the uh, Gateway Dirt Nationals. He'd been at every one of these events. Right. And uh, about as shocking as who didn't qualify for the A main, like Bobby Pierce didn't make it in. Uh, so you really had to do well in the preliminary rounds just to make the show because there were no provisionals. And right. they only started 20 cars in the main event. And uh, just making the show, I think, was a big accomplishment to a lot of these guys. Uh, Drake Troutman, he won the modified uh, portion of the race as well. Pretty what, good, a pretty good action there. He did a great job of driving that race car. Uh, Drake Troutman just didn't make any mistakes. And if he had of, he would have got passed because he had Mike Harrison all over he him. He had Mike Harrison all over him. And Jordan Grabowski did a good job. He right. won the Friday night preliminary race, and he was in the mix too as well. So. Uh, Drake Troutman did a great job starting on the outside of the front row, but if he slipped up one time, I think Harrison would have got around him. Yeah, no doubt about it. What what? How did you feel about the racetrack? The, the racetrack, to me, was a little rugged, wasn't it? Well, it's going to be. I mean, these, uh, these race cars are a lot heavier than the midgets that run at the Chili Bowl. Hey, but to be honest with you, the, we rarely see the Chili Bowl rough up the racetrack like yeah. that and uh part of the reason for that is those midget cars are a lot lighter right and these late models a lot bigger race cars a lot heavier they're gonna they're gonna rip up the racetrack it's just gonna happen i think uh uh the organizers of this event over there uh cody i think that's his name mm -hmm. have you ever met him nope i thought they did a really good job of putting the track together keeping up with the racetrack and doing as good as they could with it. Right. Different, hey, different hey. kind of dirt. Cody's summer is I his think, name. You know, I think that plays a lot into it. Yeah. The, the kind of dirt that they 
Well, they reuse the dirt from the chili I mean, bowl year after year. And it comes from a different place. People, I mean, because dirt ain't dirt. Right. I mean, we right. all know that. There's different kinds of dirt out there, and chili bowl dirt is kind of coveted. I mean, that kind of workable surface. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm sure this dirt isn't the same. I'm, 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 I, I, won't, I don't know any way if they keep this or use this over and over. It is bring in new dirt. But, right. you know, dirt from different places, there's different kind of dirt. I do know that. Yep, no doubt. Well, dirt late models and modifieds on a track like that, it's going to get roughed up uh, when they bring in temporary track, put it in on but, pavement uh, like they did. But just so you know, Kirk, the week before that, when they have the Tulsa shootout, there is over 1,500 cars that compete yeah. on that racetrack yeah. at the same time. Of course, uh, you know, the folks at the Chili Bowl have been at it a long time. Yeah, they, no doubt. They, you know, they've had a lot of years of experience working and prepping a racetrack uh, gravel and all the folks down there, they they know what they're doing. But I'm not going to really criticize the organizers at the Dome all that much when you consider the type of race cars that's running on that racetrack. Uh, Thursday night's usually the smoothest racetrack that they have. Very smooth on Thursday night. You know it's not going to stay that way through the rest of the week. And sure enough, there were holes that got dug up. And, you know, these guys just had to work their way through it. it a lot of cars get tore up at the right. Gateway Dirt Nationals. A lot of body damage. Some cars get upside down. But if you're a race fan, you really don't care how much that costs these race operators, these race uh, teams. You don't really care about that. You just won't see a good show. And I thought they did see a good show. Well, to be honest with you, I love a rough and rugged racetrack. Because that makes – because when it's just slicked off, Anybody can drive on on those racetracks, but when it's rough and rugged, it takes a real man to suck it up and, and get through those ruts. Yeah, you gotta you gotta know what you're doing, and that's part of it, isn't it? That that's part of the challenge. Yeah, yeah. these drivers you don't hear many of the drivers complaining about it, especially the guys who won. Brandon Shepard not complaining about it. He's not complaining a bit. I'm sure there are people that they didn't interview and talk to after that race that didn't like it a whole lot because it's hard to pass on a small racetrack indoors. Right. I think where the uh, Chili Bowl might have it over uh, the Gateway Dirt Nationals is fence repair. The Chili Bowl has mastered the art of fence repair and getting it done quick. It took them a long time to fix the fence, didn't it? Well, yeah, and... and, uh, there it is, another example of the experience at Tulsa, Oklahoma, and as far as fixing fences. They, right. They, they've got that down to an art. But to be honest with you, again, going back to the cars, the cars themselves are much heavier. Yeah. Than the, and, and, and when they center punch that fence, they take a lot of fence out. Yeah, it's you're going to create a lot more damage on the fences with the dirt late model getting up into it than mm-hmm. a than a uh, midget. You're right about that. That is uh, so. To their defense, Cody Summer and his crew over there, when a dirt late model hits a fence on an indoor racetrack, it's probably going to cause a lot more damage than a midget hitting a fence at the Chili Bowl. Were I you surprised that. that Brandon Shepard and Ricky Thornton, Tanner English? Devin Moran and Chris Simpson were the top five. Were you any surprises right there? Uh, other than uh, Ricky Thornton Jr., who got mired back, and it didn't really look like he was even going to be in a position to even challenge Shepard there at the end. But the way he got 
into second place because once he got into second past Tanner English, uh, then he was able to chase down Shepard because Shepard got caught up in a lot of lap traffic right there. Right. And you're thinking with about two, three laps to go, I don't know if Shepard can hang on here. Right, no and doubt. And he barely did. So it was kind of a surprise to me. Uh, Ten laps to go, I didn't think, I didn't think uh, RTJ had any kind of a shot at it. But with about five laps to go, I'm thinking, oh, he, 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 made, he made a run at him, didn't he? He made a run at him. Yeah. And he tore up his car. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't come in with a clean run because he got up into the fence off turn number two. And uh, that, that's what cost was that him right on the there. Last when lap? that event happened, he got up into the fence off turn two. That, that was, was on it. the last lap, wasn't it? That was on the last lap. Yeah, no doubt. But if that hadn't happened, then uh, who knows? He might have had a, had a run at him. And the modified feature ended up really close, too, with Drake Troutman barely hanging on over Mike Harrison. So right, no I doubt. thought it was exciting feature races. They did a great job of the pre-race ceremonies the introduction of the drivers, all of that, oh, yeah. and what a huge crowd they had hey, inside that dome. Just so you know, they kind of duplicate what they do at the Chili Bowl with their drivers coming out of of a tunnel. Yeah. And turning the lights off. Turning the lights off, putting the fog out. They, yeah. they kind of do all of that, right? And they ask the people to turn their lights on their cell phones. And, right, right. You know, uh, I wish Greenwood, they would do God that at the America Chili Bowl. And all of that. I wish they would do that at the Chili Bowl, get people to light up their phones. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brian Holbert, if you're listening, get them, get them to turn on their cell phones. Right, no doubt. The, Jordan Gabowski. I think they've done that before, haven't they, at the Chili Bowl? Right. Have they turned phones on at the... Lights on at the Chili Bowl. I've seen it before. Drake Troutman and Mike Harrison, Jordan Kabowski, Michael Ledford, and Kyle Steffens were your top five people. And that was an invitation event as far as the modifieds. They limited the number of uh, entries. So 60 uh, modifieds were part of the show this weekend, mm-hmm. so they, they had a limit on who could enter that. But they had 140 late models there. Over 140 late models, That's which crazy. is pretty incredible. Right. And uh, B. Shep walked out of there with $30,000 for winning the Gateway Dirt Nationals. Yeah. Um, Kirk, Thomas Meserol, he won the Knepper 55 at um, DeCoin, Illinois. And that was a pretty good run for him. And he ended up uh, beating Cannon McIntosh, Zach Dom, Matt Westfall, and Joe B. Miller were your top five people there. That was not an easy run for Messerol to get up there to win that race because he was back in fourth and fifth place for a lot of that race, about 13 laps to go. He was able to get past Zach Dom for the lead and then uh, move on from there. Cannon McIntosh passed Zach Dom for second at the end. But uh, I thought that was a pretty good run for uh, Timez because he had to work for it. It was not easy. He made that move on Dom in turns one and two down on the inside. He was able to make a, a pretty clean, clean slip for the lead. And I think he's got a pretty good ride for the Chili Bowl, Scott. Tim Mingler, that 7X car, right. that, uh, it looked pretty good. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so what, what are your thoughts about um, – 
that race there at the Kneper 55. What did you think about all that? I thought they did a good job with the racetrack. I did, too. Uh, and uh, there was some passing going on. It Again, it's hard to pass on a small racetrack indoors, but they do a good job with the track prep there at the uh, DeCoin Center, whatever they call that building there, right, right by the Magic Mile. I've never been there before. I'd like to go there, check it out, but uh, great job on the on the prep on the racetrack uh last year they did a great job with it too so right. uh, whoever does the track prep there at the uh, center at decoin do a good job the gateway nationals they had the largest crowd ever at that event did they announce how many people were there uh, i i uh, chris Jantz is saying thirty thousand people that's incredible right think about that thirty thousand people they well that's a much bigger uh, uh arena than the Chili Bowl. They don't get that many people at the Knoxville Nationals, do they? I don't think so. Mm -mm. That dome would probably seat, uh, what, 50,000, 60,000 people? Right. Of course, they have to take out some of the lower seats, which would limit the uh, total capacity of that dome. But 30,000? That's an incredible crowd. Right. Kenny says, happy holidays, racing boys. Happy holidays to everybody. Right, yeah, no doubt about it. Big so, news broke this morning. Um, we'll talk about that. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about. Um, let's talk about. I don't know. It's really new. It's not really Carson Macedo is, is going to be running with the World of Outlaws, right? Yeah, right. we kind of thought that would happen, though. Did we not? We thought it would, uh, but he kept teasing people on his uh, Twitter page, Carson. You know, putting uh, tweets up there like, uh, hey, you know, I can't wait for the uh, battle between High Limit and World of Outlaws and uh, put up a poll. What do you think has, who do you think has the better schedule, High Limit or World of Outlaws and all of that? So I'm not sure why they waited till now to announce this, but uh, you get the feeling that this is always the direction that they were going to go. They just want to keep people on edge, don't you think? Phil Dietz and. No, I don't Carson think Macedo. I don't think they had any plans of running um, anything but the World of Outlaws. Well, I agree with that. I never thought one time that they were going to run outside of the Outlaws. Why did they wait till now to announce it? Do you think that they were now still looking at what High Limit might offer? And you think you think that there was ever any discussion about? Well, maybe we might take a look at what High Limit has to offer. But in the end, they came back to what they thought we thought they would do, and that's stay with the World of Outlaws. Yeah, no doubt about it. So now we have 11 World of Outlaw drivers signed for next year. They are Donnie Schatz, David Gravel, Carson Macedo, Sheldon Hoddenshield, Logan Schuart, Geo Selzy, Bill Baylog, Brock Zierfoss, Landon Crawley, Bill Rose and Noah Gass. Are 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 you a little shocked that uh, um, little Crawley's going to be running with the the seven S car? Yeah, Robbie Price, I thought did a pretty good job in that car last year. But uh, Jason I, 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 Sides uh, has decided to move in a different direction. Young Landon Crawley behind the wheel. Right. I I I think that's uh, Landon Crawley is going to be. An exceptional race car driver yeah. someday. 
someday he's going to be really good at what he does. Comes from good stock, too. His he daddy does. was pretty good, wasn't yeah, he? No doubt. Three and what? Three-time ASCES champion. And what about the news this past week, speaking of the Crawley family, Tim Crawley, now the owner uh, or the promoter of Texarkana 67 Speedway, hosting the Short Track Nationals in 2024. We didn't have the event 2023 because of Mother Nature. But next year, it's going to be a 410 event at the Short Track National. Your thoughts about that? Um, you know, I, I, I really don't really, I'm, I'm not putting much thought into that, to be honest with you. What do you think? Well, you know, we talked about, uh, 410 racing and where it's headed, uh, the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, with the high limit versus the world of outlaws, there's still going to be a lot of 410 sprint cars out there. And I think Tim Crawley, just looking at it, let's not forget the short track national started out as a 410 event. Did it not? Back in the day, when Steve Kenzer and Sammy Swindell were trading leads in the early days of the Short Track National, that started out as a 410 event. Uh, I, I'm just going to say it. I think it's a mistake to go to 410s, to be honest with you. Because when they have the 360 Nationals, when they run the 360 Nationals, there's at least 60 to 70 cars that run that race. And you don't think that many 410 cars will that, show up? I don't think that many 410s are still going to pay $20,000 to win. Yeah, but I I don't I don't think that that's going to matter to be honest with and you. And they've scheduled this event the week before the World Finals, the first weekend in November. The only thing that gives me pause about all that uh, is the date. Uh, they had moved the date of the short track nationals back to early October. And we didn't have very good weather for that this year because the track was flooded. So they tried to have it at the end of October. And one of the reasons that they moved the event back to early October is because the weather was always a problem in late October, early November in little rock, Arkansas. Let, let me ask you, Kirk, how many cars do you think is going to show up to a four ten race that pays $20,000 to win? How, how many cars? I think they'll get over 50. I don't think so. You don't think so? No way. Not a chance. You don't think on a weekend that uh, they're not scheduling the high limit or world of outlaws on that particular weekend that they they're not, will not have? Are you positive that the world of outlaws and high limits aren't running on that weekend? Are you uh, positive of that, Kirk? Unless you, something is uh, announced in the future that would go up against that. Well, let's take a look at the schedules right here. Uh, the World of Outlaws in 2024 on the last weekend of or October 1st weekend in November is what we're talking about here, right? Right. Now, the, see, the World Finals are scheduled for uh and I, I I'm I'm not keep talking there and I'll try to bring up the the well, regular I, season I, because I, somehow the twenty twenty three schedule Kirk, keeps coming I don't up. know if you've noticed this or not, but on Friday and Saturday, November first and November second, they have changed those dates to TBA. Have you seen that? 
well on, on the, the ASCS, ASCS schedule. It's because it's not a 360 event anymore. Right, right. It's now a 410 event. So as we look at the uh, schedule for the World of Outlaws, the World Finals are on November 6th through the 9th. And on that particular weekend that we're talking about, what is that, the 1st and 2nd of November? Nothing for the World of Outlaws is scheduled mm-hmm. that weekend. The, la- the races prior, they always have a week between the last regular season event of the World of Outlaws and the World Finals. And they've done this for many years with the World of Outlaws, not scheduled an event on the weekend. Right. Right before the World Finals. So that's an open weekend for the World Finals. As far so, as the high limit is concerned, I'll check that out. Uh, so what I'm hearing about Kokopal Speedway and um, Central Arizona Raceway, which is in uh, Yuma, Arizona. There's the high limit schedule for right, you. Right, right. So uh, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm hearing those races are non-point races. Have you heard that? Yes. They will not count for season points for the ASCS. When did, where, where did you hear that from? Brian Holbert, when he was on the show last week. Oh, he did? That. He said that? Yeah. Uh, you're looking at the high limit schedule. The last event for the high limit series, October 11th and 12th at Texas Motor Speedway. Mm-hmm. So neither the World of Outlaws or the high limit is scheduling up against November 1st and 2nd when the short track nationals is being held. So I think they're going to get a good load of cars down there for that event, especially they're paying the amount of money that they're paying out. Mm. I think they'll, I believe they'll have over 50 cars down there for that event. No way. The biggest challenge is, are they going to get a good weather weekend to hold that event? Because 2023, they didn't have it. If you look back the history of the short track nationals, there are two other years in addition to this past year that the short track nationals were not held right 1992 and 2015 because the dates of those events were held so late that they weren't able to make those up so there is the danger that the crawleys have at texarkana 67 speedway a bad weather and if you get bad weather on the first and second of november it's going to be pretty hard to make it up yep no doubt all right we're going to take a break when we come back more of Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Matt Ward is going to join us next. He's the uh, Director of Operations down at the uh, Chili Bowl and the Tulsa Shootout. We're going to have him on next right here on Mostly Motorsports. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com.
Todd and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any, any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we're able to do the work we do.
Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. And joining us now is kind of like a brother to me. He, he, I traveled up and down the road with these guys for at least 10 years. Matt Ward joins us on the show. He is the director of operations down at the Chili Bowl. Matt, how you doing, buddy? Well, pretty good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing pretty good, man. So uh, tell me how the track's coming together. Uh, it's actually coming together really good. Um, I mean, we're we're on the same same path as last year. Uh, we we should be finished up today uh, with the majority of of the build. Um, all we'll have left to do after tonight is dig the loop, put the loop in. And other than that, the racetrack will be done. Uh, we'll just have a few finishing, finishing touches upstairs. Uh, we start striping the pits supposed to tomorrow. Yep. So. So how how many man hours does it take to put that facility together? How many employees do you have? How many people work for you? And, and how long does it take as as much as uh, just the, the quantity of hours, how many, how many does it take to get it all done? Um, so there's been, I think six of us that's been here every day since we got in the building. Um, there's been probably three or four that, that come in whenever they're off. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, I've, I've been in the building since December 8th. I uh, get here about seven in the morning and the early earliest I've left is like seven o'clock last night. We, we didn't leave till about 10 o'clock last night. Yeah. And, and just so we know you, ha you've got Scotty cook to do some, a little bit of work down there as well. Right. A, a lot of work, a lot of work. I mean, I, I had, I had him on his hands and knees picking rocks. Uh, yesterday I had him pulling cable on the, on the track. Um, so he's, he, he got the chicken wire out for us for the, for the top fence. And I, I put him to work. Yeah. No, he's going to be sore. He's going to be a little bit sore and I know he's going home today and we're going to be talking. Yeah, he should be, he should be driving, uh, driving home here shortly. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk to him about 1245. Uh, Matt. Just tell me, um, in, in your job, what you do, director of operations. Tell me, tell me how that has changed your job a little bit, and and what you take care of, and everything that you do down there at the Chili Bowl. Uh, well, it's uh, it's changed quite a bit. Um, you know, I'm not not really the race director anymore. Um, yeah, I, I do set up in the tower, uh, but I, I'm dealing with a lot more stuff. So 
you know, between Zach Chapel and Ryan Ratliff, uh, they're the two race directors making the calls on the racetrack. Um, so I don't really have to deal with that anymore. Um, but I have, I oversee all the, all the problems. They, they come to me. So right. I'm dealing with more problems during the event elsewhere than just the racetrack. Um, setting up all the meetings with, you know, Warren Cat, all the, all the people that we rent equipment from, um, just throughout the year. Um, it's a, it's a year round job. That's for sure. Did, did all those jobs. Uh, uh, hold on, Kirk, your mic wasn't on. You, you did all those jobs, Matt, at the same time, race director and all of that last year, did you not? Yeah, I was I was up in the tower um, last year. I was, I was kind of, I wouldn't say training because, you know, Ryan Ratliff, uh, he was our ASCS2 director for years and years back in the uh, late 2000s, I guess. Right. And, um, you know, Chapel's been in the tower with me the last couple of years. So I was just, you know, giving them more, more reins. So they, they did most of the stuff. I just was up there, uh, in emergency situations. If they had questions they wanted to ask, um, and it's the best seat in the house. So I was watching the races. Right. And Zach Chapel has been a very valuable asset to the chili bowl. Hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, you know, every every man and woman out here is a, a huge asset. Um, you know, there's a handful of them that that go above and beyond and are huge assets here. And you know, they 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 take more responsibility to take the take the load off of me. Um, they try to handle all the problems that they can before they have to bring it to me. And you know, it is greatly appreciated. Yeah. Let's talk about the rest of the crew. Uh, you've got a lot of people that. Work the officiating posts. Uh, Terry Maddox, the starter. You got a lot of people all over the building that that you've had pretty much the same crew for many years now, right? Yeah, uh, we have we have new people cycle in and out every 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 couple of years. Um, but for the for the, I would say ninety percent of our staff have have all been here. At least fifteen plus years. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Matt, let me ask you this: Is there ever a time where you miss traveling up and down the road with the ASCS National Sprint Car Tour? Just uh, seeing the people, right? It, 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 that, I say that all the time. That you know, the problem is, is that. We miss the people that we visited with, like up in the Northwest, um, out in PA. Uh, we, we, we met a lot of great people along going up and down the road over the years, didn't you? We? don't miss the travel, though, right? I, I, I don't miss the travel that much, really, right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, now that, now that I haven't traveled in a few years, right? Um, I don't miss the travel all the time. But, you know, back when we were doing it, I mean, it it wasn't anything to us, you know. But, you know, it's been a couple of years since we've been doing it. And, you know, I, I like sleeping in my bed every night and right. watch, watching Max grow up. And now uh, we got junior sprint. And uh, after shootout, Max is going to start racing. Uh, so talk about Max and uh, running his junior sprint. And I know the racing boys are going to be on that car as well, right? 
Yep, Racing Boys is going to be on there. Uh, they're going to be on his uniform. Um, so we we have a junior sprint now, um, but we we found a, a better deal. So as soon as shootout's over, uh, we're buying Darren Stewart's junior sprint operation, and and we're going to get that, and we're going to start practicing with Max, and he starts. He should start. You know, first of April he turns six, the end of March. So yeah, uh, we'll be out there at the racetrack. He'll he'll get to race against his cousin Carson and his buddy Riker, and he, he's excited. Yeah, uh, I, are, I don't are, think mom mom and dad's not too excited. We're we're nervous, and uh, dad's just trying not to act a fool. I'm looking at uh, you and Max and Ashley right now. He, he's got a new little haircut, doesn't he? Uh, well, so he's always had that mohawk and there for a while, he, he had designs in his head and then he, he went away from the designs for about a half a year, but he, he got the designs back. He's got a, (laughs) he's got a star on the side of his head right now, man. That little man is, he's one of the best little kids that I've ever met, man. I'm telling you right now, and I don't know if you know it, but I just had a grandson as well. And yep. And, you know, he's only four months old, but I'm already looking for a junior sprint for him to drive when when he gets old enough. Well, I'll have one ready for him. All right. So I know to go to you when you, when when it's time for us to purchase one. Yep. Yep. Uh, Matt, let's talk about uh, you got some ticket packages here. Uh, uh, seats are available for the uh, Chili Bowl this year. Let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, all we got, all we have left are just Monday and Tuesday night tickets. Uh, Wednesday through Saturday is sold out, uh, but we do have seats for Monday and Tuesday. You can call our office and you can purchase them. Uh, the Race of Champions is Monday night as well, so um, you get an extra feature that night. Yeah, I I like that. You moved that to Monday night. It used to be on a Tuesday night. That that seems like a pretty natural fit on a Monday night. How do you like that so far? Yeah, it's 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 good because used to we would uh, we would do practice day and then run then race that night and have the race of champions and it was just a a really long day. It feels like shootout during Chili Bowl, but uh, so we moved practice and then that way we can we can get done during the week about ten ten fifteen every night. That way, you know, people can go out and party and have fun. And uh, this year we're gonna Wednesday night and Thursday night. Uh, the SageNet Center will be open till about two or three in the morning, so everybody prepare to party in the ex- or in the SageNet Center. All right, no doubt about it, um, a- Matt. What 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 is the hardest part of your job? Uh, if, if there's one thing that's really hard, what is the the hardest aspect of your job? Uh, making sure I don't forget anything for the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, ordering something, having something here—that's um, that's the biggest thing. Uh, yeah, you know, you got I got a lot of a lot of spreadsheets on the computer, a lot of checklists, and you know, I, you go over a lot of times just to make sure you don't forget anything. Right, and, and let me just say this: I, I know Tommy Hahn was very active in trying to get the dollars in for the Chili Bowl, and he he's done a really good job at that this year, hasn't he? Yeah, we brought on some uh, some good partners this year, and then uh, you know Brian, uh, he went out and got some more sponsors for the shootout, and 
heck, I even got a sponsor for shootout, and Ashley got a sponsor for shootout. So, you know, uh, now that Lucas isn't on board, we have we have a lot more opportunities to go out and sell more sponsorship uh, here at the, at the shootout in the Chili Bowl, and um, we did that. So you'll see a lot of new new logos, new banners in the building when you get here, and uh, definitely the east wall looks a little different. I like it. Yep, no doubt. And I see all 55 lap sponsors have been sold now, right? Oh, yeah, those go, those sell out that that day. Um, usually it's only a couple hours, and I think Brian said it took two hours this year. Right. There, There's no laps available right now, right? No, all sold out. Yep. All right, the Tulsa shootout coming up uh, right after Christmas. Uh, it's going to end on a Sunday this year. You got to... You got full five days of competition for the uh, Tulsa shootout this year, right? Yeah, with how, with Christmas falling on a Monday, usually we we do parking on Monday, uh, so we had to we had to back it up a day. So that's why that's why we're ending on Sunday this year. Uh, next year it'll go back to normal because of how the days the dates fall. Um, next year I think it's January first through fourth, so we get we get away from Christmas next year, so we'll be all good. You are, uh, I see, at record levels of entries for the Tulsa shootout this year. That's just absolutely incredible. What is sixteen hundred plus now? What is it? That's crazy yeah. amount of numbers. Uh, well, so I, I haven't seen any numbers since since I came out to the building like December eighth, because uh, whenever I get home, uh, Ashley usually has dinner made for me and martin and we eat we shower and then we go to bed so mm-hmm. i haven't been on social media facebook lives for for the event and i couldn't tell you uh, last number i saw was like 1550 and that was like december 8th yeah um we want to give a shout out to uh um uh scott that's listening in from fort myers beach florida he's listening in to us right now and uh, we also want to say hi to Tim, who's listening in from Iowa City. Kirk, you know about Iowa City, don't you? Uh, yeah, they're the the home of the other team. The other team, I, yeah, the, those guys. <laughs> that not not, not yeah, my not, Scott, not this, my team. This year, this year I gave Ashley a little a little more responsibility, so she was she was fully in control of uh, shootout parking and getting all that stuff and. <laughs> She's like, now I know why you hate shootout parking. Right, no doubt. Um, but you somehow get it all in. You you somehow every year get them all parked inside that building. I don't know how you do it, but you get it done. Right, no doubt. Uh, we'll 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 stuff everybody in. We'll we'll make we'll make a way. We'll get everybody in. Yep, no doubt. Hey, Matt, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod in Supply, feature the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Um, is there anything that you need to close with that you, you think of that, uh, we didn't, we didn't ask you? Yeah. Uh, like to wish my mom a happy birthday today. Today's her birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday mom. Her. Yeah. 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 And then also, uh, whenever, uh, when you get Scotty on the show, ask him how Shantytown is. Shantytown. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, I, I'm 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 assuming that there's no more RV spots out back, right? Out back, no, we're full. But if if you're uh, if you're just a 
if you're looking for a regular RV spot, uh, all you got to do is call the fairgrounds uh, here is 7918-744-1113. Uh, ask for the RV, and they got they got hookups all around the facility. Give me that number one more time. 918-744-1113. Okay, got it. How's your grandpa Emmett doing? Oh, he's doing good. He, he strolled out here for about five minutes earlier and then he left um, <laughs> he don't he, do, he doesn't come out here much um but that's, i told him i told him hey you deserve it go go to the lake go feed your deer go have fun and uh just show up and shake hands and kiss babies he, he, he bought a lake house didn't he yeah he got a he got a lake house up on grand lake yeah no doubt so he'll be coming out there just hanging out and having a good time then right I mean, he should. I, t- I told him he don't need to stress on anything. I, I, we got it all under control. Yeah, no doubt. That's Matt, good. thanks so much for taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. Again, it's all been brought to you by Rod In Supply. Uh, we we can't thank you enough for doing so, and we're going to talk to Scotty Cook here in just a few minutes, and uh, that, that's going to be interesting right now. Hey, listen. Yeah. Let, 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 me, let me ask you a question. And, and I know this is totally off the wall, but let me ask you a question. Do you feel like it's a mistake to run four tens at the short track nationals this year? Well, I mean, I know they say it started out as a four ten show. Um, I mean, if you, if you're want if you're wanting to do that, I mean, have two shows, do a three sixty one and a four ten one. Yep. I agree with you on that one. That's a good answer. I like that. Perfect, perfect case scenario. If you can run them both, you like that. I was, I was trying to be politically correct right there. <laughs> I know it, man. You, you did such a great job right there with that. Uh, I'm just telling you, you did a, you, you did such a great job right there. As usual, Matt Ward is politically correct. Yeah. When when he talks about <laughs> things, yeah. All I right. can't wait to see you all down there. It's coming up. Yep. Very soon. I'll be here. I'll be here waiting for you guys. All right. We'll we'll see you down there, Matt. Thanks. Right. Thanks so much for taking the time, bud. Yep. No problem. Thanks, Matt. All right. There you have it, Matt Ward. And and, and you want to do the uh, Hall of Fame read right now, Kurt? Uh, yeah. The Hall, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. They're going to be announcing the inductees in a live Facebook feed this Friday at 11 a.m. So you want to make sure you tune in for that. Go to the national, and we'll link it to Racing Boys, too, when they they have that uh, live broadcast to announce the 2024 inductees to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. Also, it's getting close to Christmas time. If you haven't already got your Christmas presents purchased, go to SprintCarStuff.com and check out all of the great items up there that are still left on your Christmas gift list and the sweepstakes are going on just about a year from now we'll be drawn for the sprint car the triple x chassis with the Al Parker racing engine that's about one year from now you get signed up for that at whenasprintcar.com and the torch red Corvette convertible will be drawn the week after the Knoxville Nationals this year and uh, get signed up for that at winaz06corvette.com. The Torch Red Corvette 
with the Z07 package and $25,000 cash to the grand prize winner. And all of the proceeds go toward all of the improvements that they continue to make up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. All right. And, and did you talk about the Sprint Car as well? We did. Yeah. We got I, it in. I, I, I was reading. Just we so got you know. it all in. Got it all in. All right. Thanks, everybody. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Scotty Cook is going to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. Again, it's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Scotty Cook joins us next right here on Mostly Motorsports. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com.
Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together uh, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any, any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. I was in the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we're able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. If you need an RV spot down there at the Chili Bowl, you need to call 918-774-1113. That is the number. I'm thinking about taking the, the RV down there for the uh, Tulsa shootout, Kirk. What do you think? Might as well. I might just Be Better there than sitting in your driveway. It could be. Why not just have it down there? I I, I might just take it down there. Yeah. Um. I I I, I want to uh, get to uh, our old buddy Scotty Cook, who's driving down the road right now. Scotty, how you doing, buddy? What's up, Scott? How you doing, my bud? Uh, I'm doing all right, man. How are you doing? You doing all right? Doing are you, Are you driving down actually, the road? No, no, no. I actually thought that it might be best just to park so i can visit instead of juggle idiots on the highway while i'm visiting with you that's a smart so, move yeah just as soon as i get done with you guys i'm gonna put her on cruise control and let her eat right up at will rogers turnpike eastbound scotty let let me just say this and, and i i don't want this to go to your head a little bit but i i just want to say this that i think that Flo has made a huge mistake by not hiring you to do the Tulsa shootout because you are so good with those kids, man. I'm telling you, you are an expert at dealing with little kids, and there's nobody better at dealing with those kids than you are. 
Well, first of all, Scott, I appreciate your kind words. And uh, um, I'll start off by saying bookmark uh, the portion uh, speaking of uh, kids, because I'll get back to that here in just a short bit. But to the matter at hand of what you're discussing, you know, um, I think that I've found over the years, beginning with my work with you guys here, I was just thinking before I came on, we're coming up on the 20-year anniversary from uh, when you and Kirk and I all got together and did the first ever second. I, I think I was first or second Chili Bowl broadcast. I do not remember. You were on the first okay. Chili Bowl broadcast. Yeah, there was you, three of us. You, you were, there was only four of us. Four of us. Four of us. It was Brian Kapinski, yeah. Kirk Elliott, myself, and Scotty Cook. The That's late, it. great Brian Kapinski. Well, shortly after that, we found out, um, well, Scott, you've known me long enough to know that I just, uh, I absolutely love kids, and I think kids make the world go round. And we all quickly learned that uh, you turn me loose with a microphone with a kid, you don't even know what's going to come. <laughs> right. You don't even know what, you don't know what you're going to hear. You don't know what to expect. And always it seemingly comes out pretty good. And um, I absolutely, I found out really that, 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 of all the, the work that I did over the years with you guys in this building, I mean, it's fun. Yeah, the, the Chili Bowl, uh, you get in get in the trenches with all the cars and stars and um, yeah, good, good, well, and fun. You know, that's just a wor- workflow to me, you know, old hat. But I quickly found out that I really, really enjoyed working with the kids because – one of two things is going to happen when you put a microphone in front of a kid. You're either going to get a deer in a headlight look uh, and stone cold <laughs> silence, and then that's when they make you earn your keep. you got to pull it out of them. Or the complete opposite apps happens. You put a microphone, and they're just going to roll and go and go and go. And we saw that time and time again over the years. And I truly do miss. Uh, working with the kids on the broadcast aspect of it. But with that being said, um, there's there's not a void because I've uh, been able, uh, you know, with Terry Maddox taking over the American Sprint Car Series, and then he has this well-established now 600 series. Um, I'm able to work a lot with the kids. And, and no different than when I worked here in this building with the kids, I just – absolutely love it and um with that being said i told you to bookmark the kids because i think i was going to say this for later in our conversation and we can come back to it if you want but uh scott and kirk i think after all these years uh since the first and second annual door banger nationals back at the boone county fairgrounds columbia missouri <laughs> in 2010 and 2011 i'm finally going to grow a curly hair and I'm going to try to pull off uh, the first annual Scotty Cook Junior Sprint Nationals this year coming where, up. Where is that going to be at, Scotty? Uh, not not determined yet, but I will say already in the woodworks, negotiations have been taking process uh, right there in my backyard with the people that have been most wonderful to me over the years, my longest-standing shootout supporters, the fine folks at the Sweet Springs Motorsports Complex. Oh wow, that'd That's, be a place to have it. That would be a great place yeah. to have it. Who um, is the who is the one young star, Scotty Cook, 
that you remember from back when you first got started doing this that's now a grown-up big star that comes to your mind? Well, I mean, really, I mean, if you want to shoot straight to the top of the ladder, it feels like yesterday that um, Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell were running around in here about 11, 12 years of age. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, And we've seen both of those boys grow up in this building. And then, my gosh, you can just – yeah, that's one of the coolest things to me every year because oftentimes you don't see a lot of these kids as they grow up through the years. You only see them once a year, and it's cool to come back in this building and you see them kids and you're like, holy cow, they've grown so much since last year. But, uh, yeah, obviously those two right off the top of your head and – I mean, there's just so many that I just had, I just had an enjoyment watching watching young drivers. I take a lot of pride in seeing drivers like Larson and and Bell, uh, and you know they don't necessarily have to get up into the NASCAR ranks. They there are so many people who have become bona fide established stars in um, open wheel sprint car three sixty four ten midget racing that grew up in this building here in, uh, at the Tulsa Expo Center, and it's just been really, really cool. But to answer your question, Kirk, I, you know, obviously uh, off the top of my head would just – that's the first thing that comes to mind is is uh, images of a 10-, 11-, 12-year-old Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell yep. wandering around this building, man. It feels just like yesterday. I can't believe how time's flying. No doubt. Uh, this year, Rico is not going to be there um, Kyle Larson's not going to be there, and Christopher Bell's not going to be there. That's going to open it up for a new winner this year. Who, who do you think has the best chance to win? I, I'm 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 looking at Justin Grant as the, one of the guys that might have the best chance to win this year. What do you think? You know, if you look back at the past champions of the Chili Bowl Nationals, they come in clusters, um, kind of the same way they do at the Knoxville Nationals. But, you know, you're going to have a guy that comes in here that's dominant over a time span of years. And we went through our years with Sammy Swindell and, um, you know, obviously uh, Larson had his swing and Christopher Bell's won a couple. And and and, and the last couple of years, it, it kind of feels like a, a passing of the torch, you know, with the, the void that those guys created by not being here that obviously, like you said, opens the door for others to have a chance to, shine and and you know uh you just mentioned justin grant that would be prime candidate number one to um possibly pick up his first ever chili he's won so many preliminary nights it seems like he's automatic on his preliminary night that he's going to win and i think he is just short of executing and uh pulling it all together on a saturday night championship race to uh, pull off his first one Another one that comes to mind, honestly, really, uh, probably one of the more entertaining, spectacular drivers on the planet behind the wheel of a midget, um, let alone entertaining on the speedway, but entertaining uh, with a microphone as well. And that's one Thomas Mesral, T. Meza. And oh, yeah, no doubt. Always in the mix. He's always, always um, digging, never, never gives up. And he just kicked his season off with a big win the other night over there in Ducoin and right, he'll come into up. this building with a little bit of momentum. He said he's got a brand new car. Um, my good buddy Steve Eckert 
in Indianapolis, Indiana, writes the odds. He's the odds maker for the Chili Bowl um, uh, souvenir program this year. I'd be interested in what odds he has on TMS. But those two names in particular, and I'd also more so than 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 those two guys. I'd also maybe think that this could be a year where we see. Uh, one of these young up and comers that have uh, proven their proven their talents over the last two or three years. We're talking with the likes of uh, Ryan Timms, Cannon McIntosh has pulled off prelim wins. Um, man, there's no doubt there is a youth movement and and grassroots open wheel racing, uh, let alone 360, but also in the midgets. And uh, I really honestly look for the A-Main this year to have a plethora of young, talented guns. No, not field fillers starting in the back. I look for there to be at least a handful, if not more, uh, starting in the front ten, front five rows, top ten starting spots of the championship main event. That's just what my gut says after being in this building and seeing the ebbs and flows and how things go. I just... Something in my gut this year says uh, with the youth moving, youth movement having been going forward solidly, doing quite well for the last four or five years, I think this is the year where people leave here and they're talking about all of the young guns that uh, filled up the top ten. I did, Something in my gut tells me that you better watch all the youngsters this year. Right, no doubt. And, and Logan Seavey is another guy that we need to take take into consideration that might win this race as well well i mean uh you know in answering the previous question that's kind of like the um not not to not to forget i mean it's almost like yeah he is an obvious odds on odds on to come back in and repeat i i say uh logan seavey and tanner thorson they both stand a very good chance to leave here this year with a driller, if not a podium after Saturday night is uh, said and done. I think there's uh, no question that either one of those boys are capable. I would say those uh, those two mentioned are, uh, are high odds to win here with a driller again this year. Both of them, obviously, one of them a past champion the year before, and the other one, Logan Seavey, the defending champion. So he'll come in here with a little swagger this year. And um, it'll be fun to watch. It's always fun to see the storyline unfold through the week, and you can just see a day at a time the cream rise to the top. And before Saturday gets here, you can have a good idea of who stands a good chance to be up into the mix of everything before it's over with. Yep, no doubt. I see uh, Sunshine's name on the entry list this year. Tyler Courtney going to be there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he fares. You know, obviously Tyler's career began with us ton of midget seat time and you know the last four or five years he's gotten away from that obviously uh won an all-stars championship a couple of years ago in a 410 and he's been bouncing around sprint car racing and you know all these guys will tell you they'll hop back in a midget after after spending time in a sprint car and you know it's just like riding a bicycle and yeah um i i I don't know what to think about Tyler uh, this year. I would say that he could be a pleasant surprise. Although, you know, not a staple in midget racing all these years. Uh, not all these years, but the last few years. Uh, but uh, how quickly many could forget that he is, was, 
and still could be stamped a bona fide midget star. I mean, Tyler is a kick-ass, uh, very talented race car driver. So, also while we're talking about people that 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 you want to look out for coming into this year's event, I think um, one young Jade Avedisian out of the state of California, no doubt, she might be the second female ever. I'd be very surprised if she doesn't get in the show, and I'm going to stretch it on out and say I'll be very surprised if she doesn't pull off a top ten. I mean, this young lady has mad talent. Um, I recall her coming in here about three years ago, and she won the 20000 to win Show Me Showdown at the Sweet Springs Motorsports Complex in uh, Sweet Springs there in the fall, and it was like, wow, first time I'd ever got to see her in town, in person, and um, I'll tell you right now, she is not afraid to mix it up with the boys, and she's proven that over the last couple of years. Obviously, uh, pulling off the big championship, and uh, I mean, I think the spotlight's going to be on her. All eyes will be on her. Obviously, um, when you're talking to females as well, you you want to keep your eye on Kaylee Bryson. You right. know, she's no uh, put back-to-back A main starts together, and I, I should expect no less for her this year. So. And there's another one you got to throw in there because the way she finished Taylor Reimer this year, Taylor Reimer. Yeah, no doubt about it. I I feel remiss, and thank you for reminding me because you know um, I think. Uh, I mean, personally, my personal opinion of Taylor Reimer, um, it's honestly not been until this year or half of the back end of the season before that I really start. I really started feeling like, well, she's coming know, around. I think she does have talent, and I think it just it took a little bit of of time for her. Um, um, you know, the golden ticket is seat time and repetition, and the more seat time and repetition you get, the better off your skills are going to hone. And that young lady has really, really turned the curve in the last uh, year. I mean, I, literally, personally, I've gone from my gut feeling thinking, eh, eh, you know, kind of so-so to, yeah, you bring her name up now and you're like, yeah, I, I would fully. And with that being said, it would be no surprise at all to have three females in in this year's A main event. Yeah. I believe I believe it could happen. Uh, me personally, I think Jade Avedisian is the the best female, the best talent in a, with when it comes to a female driver. I think Jade is really the best that there is out there right now. Don't you? Think? I, I not to slight um, Taylor or Kaylee, but I wholeheartedly agree with you. I mean, she is really good. She's real good. She's a she's a pretty on the wheel. I mean, when I say that, she uh, she holds a good wheel. She's not a rabbit. She's very smooth. She's tactical. She's smart. She knows when to make her move and when to keep her nose clean. And and it's pretty remarkable to see for someone that that's that's that young. I mean, it takes a a lot of seed time again, a lot of reputation repetition to hone your skills and you know she's only like 17 years old dude like i think maybe yeah 17 huh she is 17 yeah uh so you know to see what we've seen out of her thus far the sky's the limit with that lady and i think more more than likely the marketability well obviously the marketability aspect of her uh, has already played in, and she is already on the fast lane to racing on Sundays. 
uh, will she compete there? Who knows? You know, we know how all that worked out for Danica, and I'm not getting into any male-female thing or who's stronger or whatnot. But I will say that I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Jade Avedisian racing on Sundays within the next four years. You know, we never saw Danica Patrick ride the fence at Eldora Speedway like Jade Right. <laughs> right, no doubt. That's a great point, Kirk. That is a great point. No, um, I, I, I believe that uh, Jade is the best female racer in the business right now. And Taylor Reimer, I don't know if you know this yet or not, Scotty, but she's going to be driving an asphalt late model this year. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I knew that Jade was on the path, you know, with her development program, but I had not heard that uh, Taylor was uh, going down that road. Well, you know, with that being said, we uh, I think it's I think with that being said, I think that uh, anyone who is a fan who likes to enjoy talented racers, male or female, when it comes to those uh, a couple of those ladies that we're talking about in particular. I say enjoy watching them uh, run grassroots on the dirt while we have them because they're – I can't even say both. I say all three, Kaylee, Jade, and Taylor. They're all three uh, marketable. And that's no what doubt. NASCAR – that's what yeah, – Scott, you know better than anybody. That's what they want. They want something to sell to the sponsors. Um, and if you've got talent to back it up to be there – uh, that just solidifies everything. And honestly, with those three ladies, uh, whew, there's a bundle of talent there. They're, they're all very, very good. So, yeah, um, it's been, been real cool to, to watch them all, you know, just come through the ranks. Uh, just enjoy watching them right now. You know, it's the same thing we were saying about Bell and Larson a few years back, right? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, another big star that everybody's going to be talking about at the Chili Bowl is Ricky Thornton Jr., who set the world on fire in dirt late model racing. And guess what? He made the A main last year. I expect our TJ to come in and do what he did last year. Thanks for bringing that up, Kirk, because I think, well, you know me, I don't keep up with the fenders and the sheet metal at all. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, But I do keep up with it enough to know that our TJ, Ricky Thornton Jr., um, whether it be open wheel, sprint car, midget, micro, late model, modified, it does not matter what you put him in. He has proven himself to be, over the last season and a half or two years, the most versatile, talented driver on the planet, hands down. When it comes to grassroots racing, he is a remarkable story. He came from nowhere and look at him now. Again, kind of like a Kyle Larson. You put that boy in anything. He can flat wheel it, and he doesn't. he's not just out there ripping laps. He's out there to win. And on that note, I look for him. I don't even know how many classes he's planning on running for the shootout. Um, I look for him to have an outstanding shootout, and I would be surprised if he doesn't make the A main of the Chili Bowl Saturday night. And I look for him to be knocking on the door of a top ten. I'd be surprised to see him pull off a top. I would. I'd be pleasantly surprised to see him pull off a top five. Uh, but that's kind of a tall ladder for, you know, that's kind of rare for guys that have been around this place a million times. He has not been around this racetrack too terribly many times. But uh, 
when it comes to talent, I think there's your man. There's no man in grassroots motorsports racing who has as much talent and whose future is as bright as Ricky Thornton Jr. There's no doubt about that. He's won 40 features this year, Scotty. He's won a little bit of money, too. A little bit of money, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I saw him put a post on Facebook Facebook the other day. He was, he was offering um, a little assistance for maybe some under-budgeted teams coming into the shootout, and he wanted you to put up a, a minute or so video on his Facebook, and he's going to hand out X amount of dollars to, I think, four or five different people that are, um, you know, maybe trying to be on a pretty tight budget to compete inside this building this year. And uh, that in and of itself says a lot about him. Um, All too often we see a lot of these guys forget where they came from. Well, to pull off something like that, that's uh, being true to your roots, being very humble. And you put that together being uh, with – you put that together alongside with uh, being one of the most talented race car drivers – that bodes well, so well for his future, and he's just a really, really good young man for doing what he's trying to do to help others along. And I think not too long you're going to be seeing him on Sundays as well. Right, no doubt about it. Uh, Marie. Wow, we've, really, we've really run through some names that have amazing, bright futures in a short amount of time here. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Scotty, uh, Marie, uh, one of our loyal listeners that listens. Marie Beasley out in, where is she in Pennsylvania? She's in Pennsylvania. She says Taylor, Hello, Marie. Qu- she says, uh, Taylor can qualify. Good needs to be in the feature. Well, she, I guess she means the, uh, chili bowl, a, the a main of the chili bowl. Right. Feature, yeah. No doubt. Which, I think she I can mean, you it. can take qualifying out of the equation here. I think she can Hello? make it in. Yeah, she'll have a fast enough race car. What'd you say, Kirk? Taylor Reimer will have a fast enough race car to make it in the show. Oh, no doubt about it. I'm just saying when she mentioned when Marie mentioned qualifying, she needs to qualify well. Well, you can take qualifying out of the equation here. Yep, no doubt. I think she's talking about oh, you know what her past has been. You know that she's really qualifying well. She just needs to get in. You know. I see. I see. No, um, execution basically is what absolutely. she's saying. She's got, absolutely. A fast, she's got a fast hot rod, and she qualifies very well. It's just um, finishing finishing the finishing the story. That's right. That's yeah. that's what I, that's yeah. how I read it. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. <laughs> and uh, happy birthday, uh, happy, uh, happy, happy new year, and Merry Christmas to Miss Marie Beasley. Yes, no doubt about it. I got it. some <laughs> wild weather out there today in Pennsylvania. A lot of a lot of wind out, I saw out there. Man. Oh, really? Lots well, of wind. Glor- well, it is a glorious day, fellas, on the uh, north side of yes, the it is. Tulsa Expo Square. It's got a we got a little low light breeze here, but it's about fifty two degrees. Not a cloud, cloud, not a cloud in the sky. All right, Scotty. We just heard how hard you've worked over the last few days that you've been down on your hands and knees digging rocks out of the racetrack and all of this stuff that you've been doing. And, uh, you, and pulling you've been cable. working hard, Scotty Cook. So just kind of kind of tell us about uh, that experience that you've been involved in in the last several days inside 
the Sage Nets. Well, oh God. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys know better than I do. My hours are a little bit different, especially you, Scott. You know my hours are a little bit different than everybody. Else. Uh, I, I know them well. <laughs> and so, with that being said, I'm not going to take one thing away from guys like uh, Martin Edwards, Matt Ward, and Brian Holbert who have been inside this building busting their asses for about 12 to 15 hours a day since they got their key to this building. And that is no exaggeration. Brian Holbert, Martin Edwards, Matt Hahn are thrashing their ever-living asses off, along with a a crew of others who are here when they're able to be here. But uh, with that, yeah, yeah, you know, I tried to put my – I tried to lend a little help. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little sore in the back today. <laughs> if my brother heard this, he would be. If my older brother heard this, he would be talking so much smack right now. I guarantee it. Well, he ain't working day in his life. Right, no doubt. I, 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 I might say that as well. I told, uh, I told, uh, I told Matt when I left all ago. He said, "Man, appreciate you coming down." I said, hey, "Ain't no thing, you know. Help out a little bit." I said, "It ain't like I didn't. I hadn't. Uh, I hadn't pulled miles of cable with Scott and Kirk in this building over the years." And he brought up a good point. He said, "Yeah, but that that TV cable ain't as heavy as that woven cable for the fans." <laughs> I said, "You got a good point there." Hey, listen, Scotty, I I got to bring this up. Max is going to be driving a junior sprint next year. What do you think about that? Well, I think um, I think he heard me talking to his daddy the other day about me wanting to uh, me wanting to promote a race, the junior sprint nationals this year, and he and his dad agreed on the spot that they wanted that to be their first race, which. Obviously, with that kid meaning what he does to me, you know, he's just like the kid that I never had. That would be cool as hell. Um, my second thought on that is, my second and third thought on that is, A, there was no way that child was going to grow up and not be a race car driver. No way whatsoever. It was written in the books, and it's going to come to fruition. And my last thought on that, knowing him the way I know him and his demeanor, uh, he is going to be hell on wheels and i hope my brother matt ward starts digging for sponsors now because probably for the first few years he's gonna be hard on equipment <laughs> right yeah I, I don't know if you know it scotty but uh kirk and i sponsored uh, yes yeah i know that y'all got him a suit and he's gonna be your first sp- that was set in stone no sooner than he got born he you were gonna be his first sponsor so that's gonna come to pass too right wasn't he at you the know, racetrack um, like the funny day he on was that born? Note, Kirk, uh, 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 Matt and Ashley bought him a little, uh, a little electric floor scooter. It's a little four wheel thing, uh, uh, uh. and and it specializes in uh, drifting. Dude, you you guys ought to see him inside that shop out back of the house, rip on his little. Uh, four wheel floor scooter, and it's not just a. It's got a little juice. It's got a little giddy up to where sometimes he misses his marks and uh, he'll wad it up into a trash can or the <laughs> table or whatnot. But he is remarkably steady. Like I watch him close. Like with when when he drifts, he's just real, real tight and smooth with his hands. And I'm like I told Matt uh, earlier this summer. I was like, man, I cannot believe how, like, at his age, 
Well, what I'm trying to say with that little thing, the way he rides that thing around the shop, it ain't going to take him long to, to to knock the rust off. He'll be he'll be hitting the ground running, and he'll be blazing. Hey, I, I think he's going to be good. Scotty, I don't know if you know it, but I've got a little grandson now. Uh, Tristan had a baby. and I, I did know that. Yeah. Congratulations, Papa. You know, the only thing, you know, all those years that we went up and down the road traveling, and, and, and I didn't get, I never got to tease you about being an old grandpa now now you're a grandpa damn it man hey listen listen it's just so you know it in my eyes i'm hoping that little will uh again he was named william and and they call him will and and little willie scott oh little willie scott yeah and he's willie mitchell and just so you know, I, I look for him to be a race car driver by the time he's six or seven as well. In a little, well, I'll lend my same advice to you as I will Matt. You better start getting on some sponsors and getting them rounded up, unless you want to go rob a bank. <laughs> well, I, I think <laughs> that was a familiar. Hey, that was your trademark familiar nervous giggle I just heard. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be with him every step of the way. Uh, I'll, I'll be, be there. I'll, I'll be the right. I'll be right there with him. Uh, hey, uh, before you guys wrap up, I want to take a quick opportunity to um, uh, say thanks to uh, uh, Mitchell Sorrels, his wife Corey Sorrels. Get well soon, Corey. With Sorrels Auto and Truck Parts and Sweet Springs Motorsports Complex, those guys have uh, hopped aboard for um, sponsoring me this year to uh, help document the build, and they'll be back aboard with the other supporters to uh, bring a, bring bring some uh, Facebook, social media, live check-ins throughout the shootout. And uh, I'm working progress of getting the uh, daily Chili Bowl show put together as well. So I just wanted to say thanks to uh, – Sorrels and Sweet Springs, those all, both of those people, all of those people have been really, really good to me. And um, I mean, obviously, it sounds cliche, but I literally couldn't do anything that I do without great sponsors. And one of the biggest blessings ever is I've been able to um, have quite a few over the years, and and I'm just filled with gratitude for that. And it all began when you and Kirk allowed me uh, that little bit of inventory to be able to help make a little bit of extra, you know, none of us, you always said, Scott, none of us are getting rich doing this and we do it for passion. And so I just want to extended that little bit of gratitude there to those supporters and the others that'll be aboard for the uh, shootout in the chili bowl. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Scotty, it's always been a, a great relationship between you and the racing boys. And we've always allowed you to carry your sponsors along the way and uh we wouldn't want it any other way than and, right- you know um on that note i, I definitely don't i think a, a great opportunity to uh i don't want to leave you guys out i, I certainly want to let you know that you know if it weren't for kirk elliott and scott trailer and racingboys.com there never would have there never would have there might have been a path for scotty cook but i don't think there would have been a uh, a more at home path uh, that I've traveled down for the last fifteen years, and if it weren't for you guys, I don't think none of it would have been possible. So 
I love you guys, and I'm forever indebted to you and forever grateful for you guys. And I just wanted you all to know that just a few days prior to Christmas. Right. Well, you we, have we, right. we, we, yeah, hey, 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 just so you know, we love you too, Scotty. Yeah, you're, enough you're, of the mushy shit. You're, 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 you're like a brother to us. You know that, right? No doubt about that. We've shared many laughs, and we've even shared some tears in the front office at the old WHB 810 Studios back when I was jumping hurdles, trying to figure out life. Holy cow. Hey, Scotty, uh, I, I, you know, I was talking about it the other day. The time that we almost got hit on, hit head on with that semi up there in New Mexico, and and then the other time when you almost got completely crushed when we were down there at Devil's Bowl and a, a, a car a truck come out of the parking lot and we barely missed him, didn't we? Well, had I not been with a wily old veteran Hall of Fame race car driver out of Kansas City, man, we might not be here talking about it, but you still got cat-like reflexes, and you avoided both disasters and saved, let alone my life, but yours. Yep, no doubt. Scotty, you have a Merry Christmas. I can't wait to see you down there at Tulsa. We'll be down there for the Chili Bowl, and, uh, man, I can't can't wait. Hey, Scotty, yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Scotty you're yeah. going to be doing the PA as well, right? Yes, I'll uh, I'll be trackside um, on the stage. I think Blake Anderson, Tony Bachoven will be back this year, and Brian Ward. That'll be, I think, the Chili Bowl roster for House Mike people. Um, I think this is how it's going to go. I'm pretty sure it's the same as it was last year with Tony being back. And then um, I think for the shootout, it'll be myself. Brian Holbert and Matt Ward's father, Mike Ward. Um, oh, no, and no. so with that being said as well, yeah, you know, when the road, the road came to the end for the broadcasts, uh, with flow, um, Matt Ward and Ashley Ward were the first ones to step up and say, you're not going anywhere. We want you here. And I cannot express how grateful I am for that because, you know, I'm the type of person that if I wasn't hands-on working, doing what I do in my element, I, 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 if I were in this building to any other capacity besides that, I almost feel like I wouldn't even want to be here really. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, uh, so, you, you've always been that way. Whenever there's a race that you're not involved in, you don't go. Yeah, I just, you know, I just uh, just do what I do, I guess. But I don't know. With that being said, I just wanted to say that I'm very, very, I'm so very grateful for Matt and Ashley and Emmett and Donna. And I, I don't want to, this is very important, too. I don't want to leave out the Edwards family. Uh, right. All, I, I, Lanny Ross, Monty, Martin Edwards, his wife Amanda, that whole family is like extended family too, you know, and that's, that's the thing. That's the one thing that keeps me, that drives me coming into this building each and every year, because all of these people, Brian Holbert, they're just all your family, you know, and, yeah. and it feels good to be with them. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. Scotty, uh, you're doing a great job with the, uh, ASCS national tour as well. Um, I, I don't, the only thing that I, I have a problem with is when they have some downtime 
and because you, you and I were a fan of dead air. Hey, you know and I know that me and you, when we were out on the tour, we never had downtime, did we? That's 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 funny. It reminds me. I was talking to my girlfriend the other night about how different my workload is to modern day working with Terry as compared to when when I worked with you because then you and I, we were doing no less than 25, 30 interviews a night. Bang, 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 bang. Right. Uh, now I do heat race winners and post-race and any accidents that happen on the track. And besides that, I'm busy yanking cones and putting down chalk lines. <laughs> but, you're you're uh, kind of a junior official, aren't you? And, and your brother has been kind of an official as well, hadn't he? Yeah, well, I teased Terry Maddox all last year. I said, I never signed up to be an official, and I never, ever wanted to be official. But I love and respect Terry so much that I'm. I told him that it doesn't bother me. Um, I'm eager and willing to help him out. Working the start line uh, and pulling the cone, it doesn't bother me a bit. Um, and if Terry were sitting in with us right now, he would follow that up by saying, yes, if we could get you to remember to pull the cone in after the cars go by. Uh, because there were there were there was I had a bad night in Oklahoma City with the little cars this year. Something about them little cars makes me forget to pull that cone in. So I lost my duties pulling the cone for the little cars, but I will say I batted a 1,000 with the big cars on the ASCS this year. I didn't miss one time. I pulled that cone in every time. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Scotty. Yeah, Greg Cook, he, he was a, uh, an ASCS warrior official this year, and I think uh, Dudley Stoodle's probably going to have him back. My brother Greg, he had a great time. If they need another official, put my name in the hat, would you, Scotty? I'd love to have you. I bet you get them boys straightened out. Uh, I I don't know if I get them straightened out or not, but uh, I I, uh, on I, that, I on definitely that wouldn't voice that. I would voice my opinion for I'm sure. I'm not sure that would work. You try to take over. No, 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 Kirk. Kirk, on the thought of what he just said, you know what thought occurred to me? Pulling up a lawn chair and sitting there and watching Scott Trailer's short fuse try to herd cats during qualifying <laughs> <laughs> that would be oh, worth the pints of admission right there mess. it'd be a mess yeah no doubt i think you'd be cussing somebody out before the second group of qualifying got out on the track maybe so i don't know if that's the case coordinate, or not. coordinate them boys for qualifying is like herding cats <laughs> yeah no doubt Scotty, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports today. It's all been brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. You know our good old friend Bob Douglas. He's man, he's been a great supporter of the Racing Boys since year one. Bob Douglas was the original. He's OG. He's he's racing. He's sponsor supporter number one, A one for the Racing Boys, isn't he? Yep, no doubt about it. He was the first guy. when are you guys going to be here? I'm going to come down there for the Tulsa shootout. I don't think Kirk is going to come down I'll for I'll be it. down for the Chili Bowl. All right. Kirk, did your gridiron, gridiron boys from Ames get in, claw their way into a bowl? 
They did. They're going to be at uh, Memphis for the Liberty Bowl this year. How well, about that? Good luck on that. Good right luck in the on middle that. of the, old, of the shootout. Tigers from old Mizzou have played our share of Liberty Bowls, but we're going to one up that a little well, bit. Well, your this Missouri year. Tigers had a great season. They had I'll a great that. season this year, didn't they, Scotty? I, I don't have a lot of faith in this Cotton Bowl coming up. I think they're facing a mountain, but we'll see how it all pans out. Okay, Scotty, my. Uh... My son will be live, be living out there by you pretty soon. He just enrolled into uh, MU. Him, he's coming to Boone County, Mizzou. He's going to be an him and his girlfriend are both going to be MU. He's been accepted into the honors program at Missouri. And How about uh, that? Well, you let me you let me know when that boy gets moved in and settled. I'll take him straight down to the east side of the business loop, Columbia, Missouri, and we'll pull up an old stool at the Black and Gold Tap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, we'll, we'll wait till he, he gets old to, enough for that yet. Not yet. He's just eighteen. We're not even eighteen. Oh, he's just seventeen. He's going to be in Columbia. He's going to have to see the Black and Gold, and if he's going to see it for the first time, he might as well be with me. That's yeah, right. No doubt. That's right. I've told him. I know somebody close and will take care of you. So, all right, Always Scott. Got you back, Todd. Merry Christmas, brother. Hey, Merry Christmas you to you, buddy. We'll be seeing you soon. Farewell and God bless. All Merry right, Christmas. we'll see you, Scotty. Thank you so much for joining us here on Mostly Motorsports. Thank you guys too. Bye bye. Bye. There you have it, Scotty Cook, joining us here on Mostly Motorsports. When we come back, Trenton Barry is going to be talking about the Gateway Nationals with us here on. RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Mostly Motorsports is brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. And again, Kirk, you want to drop something? I want to get this in. Uh, We lost uh, a great guy yesterday. Uh, He was a former track champion at the Knoxville Raceway. Mike Brooks passed away. Uh, Those of you that uh, have gone to Knoxville, uh, for a lot of years, like I have, knew Mike Brooks is one of their great drivers up there. He drove the Cow number 12 car. He drove yeah. a late model for your, your brother as Before well, Before he? he got started driving a sprint car, he drove for my brother, Dick, in a late model back in 1973-74. How did he do, Kurt? Uh, Dick was needing a driver, and Mike Brooks said, I want to drive your car. And he came down to Mount Air, and that's the first time I met Mike Brooks, and what a great guy he is. And he drove for a couple of years, uh, Dick's late model, and then uh, he got into sprint cars, driving sprint, and he was a good sprint car driver. And, and, and he and, won and a championship. He in won the nineteen eighty championship as well at Knoxville, yeah. right? Yes. And he won fourteen features up there as well. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't see the total number of uh, feature went, but yeah, that's that was the number that he won at Knoxville. And uh, he was on the fair board up there, and I, I talk with Mike about every year I'd go to Knoxville up there and hadn't been in good health over the last uh, couple of years. So our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, his family. Uh, Mike Brooks uh, will be sorely missed. He is a Knoxville Raceway Hall of Famer for sure and uh, just, uh, just a well-known guy around Knoxville and a lot of contributions he's made to sprint car racing in and around Knoxville. Yep, no doubt. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more Mostly Motorsports. Again, it's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back with Trenton Berry next on RacingDirt.com. We'll join us next here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. 
Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them 
to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing spread car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we're able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Joining us now from RacingDirt.com is uh, one of the co-owners of Racing Dirt. Trenton Berry joins us now. Trenton, how you doing, man? Are you tired? Yeah, I am. I'm I'm good, but I'm smoked. So right, but I'm I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here with you guys today. And uh, thankful I didn't have a whole lot that. Uh, had to get accomplished on this Monday, for sure. Listen, I, I, I've got to talk about that last lap in the late model feature. Ricky Thornton Jr., he destroyed his car at the on that last lap, didn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah he um, he let it all hang out. You know, with about, about 10 or 11 to go there, he decided to turn the wick up and, and see where he could get. And, man, he made a, made a heck of a run right there uh, all the way to the back of Shepard. It was... It's good stuff. It really, it really was. Um, the track was really good uh, this year. Um, I think probably all in all, probably the s- smoothest three nights of, of any of the years that I've I've been there at, uh, in St. Louis for sure. The racing was was off the charts, and the that crowd just roared there at the finish, which is you know all you can ever hope for in an event. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, the track it had a little character in it, didn't it? Yeah, it did, but but it was because they decided to put the character in it after uh, Thursday night. Um, it was it was completely smooth on Thursday, smoothest I'd ever seen it in there. And um, they tilled it up after the races Thursday, and then they laid the water to it. Uh, they they jokingly said at the uh, drivers' meeting Friday afternoon they said uh, they said it rained this morning inside the dome, and they, they just told the racers that and didn't make any bones about it. So. Um, it was it was really good. It was, I mean, I, to me, I think it was it was optimum. Really, all three nights it was a little different each night. Um, provided provided a good show. Uh, hey, do you think that going into that race that Ricky Thornton Jr. was the odds-on favorite to win that race? Did you think that that Brandon Shepard was going to win, or did you think Ricky Thornton Jr. was going to win that race? So here's what's funny. I had a few people ask me, and, and those that watched the race Saturday night would would say uh, would say, "Oh well, we saw your pick, and you picked Chris Thompson, and, and I did on TV." But 
And he ended, that event. he ended up running fifth. He did, and he he had a great weekend, and I, I think he certainly is deserving of a of a pick in a in a situation like that and that share of the spotlight. But I tell you a little bit about how how this really works behind the scenes. All right, so we had we had to make our picks once the the A main cars were solidified ahead of time, and so everybody knew um, everybody knew where we were going with those picks. I told everybody that I personally spoke to on the phone. I didn't make some sort of public declaration. It didn't really matter anyway. Um, but everybody I talked to that asked me about it, I said, man, I just think I think Shepard's probably going to be the one to beat this year. He's been really close. Uh, probably never been in a better situation. Um, I really like the, the new team. Um, it just seems like he's really rolling, and, and I, I told several different people that. Now, when it came to making the picks for TV, here's the rules. Nobody can pick the same drivers, and right. there, there were two drivers off the board by the time I got the text to make my pick. So... Uh, you can imagine the two drivers that were off the board. Uh, Brandon Shepard was off the board. Ricky Thornton Jr. was off the board. So uh, I went. I went then with Chris Simpson, who I felt like, from from my stance, was going to have the best shot to win that race, and it proved to be a pretty good pick. All things considered, if I had the entire field, I was rolling with Shepard throughout. He was my pick Friday night, and he had I had the opportunity to pick him Saturday. Uh, Shep was was who I felt like in in my heart had the best shot to win it. Now. A lot of that's throwing darts at a dartboard, but it's so, it is so, um, it, it's just so much luck. And you guys know, I, I mean, you just had Scotty on and talked a lot about the Chili Bowl and all the luck that goes into it. Well, the Gateway's no different. And um, that, that's part of the beauty of the event. So you, you just don't ever really know. But when I had to make a prediction with the entire field laid out in front of me, Shep was who I went with. Yeah, but Trenton, I was even I was really impressed with the pick that you made on Friday night in the modifieds. Jordan Grabowski sitting there in fourth place and you chose yeah. Jordan Grabowski. You looked pretty good after that race. Well, and and I really I mean, I, I really thought when I was, was looking that over, um I, I really felt strong about that pick. And you know, you make so many of them over the years. Some sometimes it's a the crapshoot, just kind of what you're feeling. Sometimes you get some intel, you know. Sometimes you'll get a crew guy come up and be like, hey, write the check. And I've had that a couple of times on some USMTS races. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, they've found something here. You know, like when a crew guy comes up and tells you that before the race, like that that's going to be a pretty solid pick. Um, but I really, I really felt that with Jordan, and I thought um, he, he would have a great chance to win that. I rolled the dice with him on Saturday night, too. Um, I, I feel like Ricky – probably with everybody in the field with the odds on favorite and the modified. He had a little trouble when wasn't able to finish. Um, but I, second part about making these picks for these races, I, I don't love to just be on the front row. Um, even though a lot of times, you know, by and large, I'd say if you looked at the, the cross-section of races through a year, you know, of everything, that majority of your winners do probably come off the front row. At least we, we get a lot of them that come off the front row and yeah. what we do. Yeah. Um, I just I, I try to make that a little spicier, too. So, um Anyway, that's just that's a little bit of how behind the scenes how that how that works. I I think um, that uh, the race really between uh, Drake Troutman and Mike Harrison, man, that was a oh, great, great that was a great race, wasn't it? Oh, it was fantastic! It, to me, that was just as good as as the the late model race too. And that's all you can ask for, you know. They had they had great fields of cars and in both those divisions, and um, man, it was. It was awesome. You know, I, I wasn't able to be there the year before, um, and, and I really missed it. And I told Ben and Dustin this. 
I didn't make a big deal out of it. It's not about me. I just play a small role there. But, man, it, it was so good on a personal level for me, just like uh, therapeutic almost. I, I don't know. And I, I didn't quite know I would feel this way. But, but when I was was battling that flu last year, and it, and it was atrocious. It was, it was absolutely horrendous. And um, I was in bed for the, the better part of 10 days. And I remembered last year I was able to – I rolled over, and I, I was able to stick one eye open and watch the AMA on my phone. Um, and that, that was all I was able to, to muster up that entire weekend. And I was so grateful to be back. There were so many people I'd missed and, um, I, I missed a lot missing a year. And, um, this, this race was huge. I don't know. They've not made any sort of public statements about it guys, but I mean, by and large, there's, there's talk that this was potentially the, the largest attended race in the history of dirt track racing, excluding no events ever yeah. so what well, um, how, how many are saying 30,000 people is that true was there 30,000 people there this weekend well so 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 I, I think there were here's why they didn't I never got a pit number but they they opened up those 13 sections in the upper deck and what those 13 sections amounted to that amounted to a quarter of the the upper bowl of that dome and so it was basically from the from the start finish line in down into to turn one, almost the middle of turns one and two. And that was just, that was kind of on standby if, if the walk-up crowd was there and, uh, they, they text about 1130 that, uh, crew crew was going to pull the tarps back off the top. They, they were opening up 13 sections in the top, a quarter of the top grandstand. And, and I was standing down outside of turn two watching all the intros. And so when the, the, you know, everybody put their phone lights and things on. I mean, it was just packed up top up there. Um, they they roared. You know, I had a couple times to say, hey, I, I see you out there in the 400 sections and, you know, appreciate you coming or, or whatever. And, and uh, man, it, it got loud up there, too. So, I, you know, Kenny said 30,000, 35,000 right there when they talked to him uh, right after he gave the two-seater ride in the, the gateway two-seater. Hey, just and, so um, you know, uh, in, in the – when the girl went out in the last ride, they yeah. knocked they knocked the shit out of that car, didn't they? Hitting the wall. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously, seriously, couldn't couldn't have, that couldn't have been any better. <laughs> no doubt. They that you're getting your full money's worth out of that experience. Yeah, no, that's doubt. for sure. Hey, uh, you know, just talking about the electricity in that building when they were going through all of the pre-race, the people had their lights on their phones up, the introductions. Uh, I, I could even sense the electricity, not even being there and watching it on flow. That had to be an incredible feeling watching all that before the feature started. Well, that, that's cool to hear you say that, man. There were, there was a lot of really good people working behind the scenes there. Um, flow had a, had an all-star crew in the, the production trailer for the event this weekend. So I'm sure some of them will go back and, and listen to this podcast at some point. That's, that's a huge vote of confidence for them. So I appreciate you saying that, you know, it's funny, Ben and DJ and Blake and I, you know, we get, we get so much credit and, I, and I'm telling you, yeah, we all work hard at what we do, but everybody gets up every day at whatever their career is and goes and works hard. We're, we're no different than anybody else, but I'm telling you with so many of the moving parts that have to happen for that broadcast there, there were about 20 or so people that were in those production meetings every day, that started their day before we did, that worked after we did, that never got to mentally check out at, at any point during that entire week. They were there days before we were. And and you guys know, man, these things don't just happen. We're not 
we're, we're not the we're not the stars of the event. The stars of the event is that production crew that gets in there, and you get those ones that just refuse to quit. And and whatever the obstacle is, whatever goes wrong, there's something always goes wrong. Doesn't matter. They'll have something on Monday Night Football that we'll never see tonight on TV. ESPN will have a near catastrophe with some piece of equipment or some some production station at some point tonight, and, and we'll we'll never even see about it. But it's those people behind the scenes when it comes to making TV that are really the stars. And, and it is just, man, it is an honor to me to, to work, work with all those people. Some of them I knew, some of them I didn't. And, and by the end of the weekend, it was, it was awesome to, to know everybody that was on that crew. Just so you know, I, I, I know about that, traveling up and down the road, trying to set up and tear down and get to the next town every night after you get done. And, and to be honest with you, there was a lot of nights that I was extremely tired when I had to get up on Saturday mornings and do the track talk with Kirk Elliott. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no question about it, man. It's um, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart, and it's not always glamorous. Um, Blake and I, so I took Blake to the airport Sunday. Uh, he was he was flying back to uh, back to Washington, and uh, he goes, man, he goes, I really hate to do this, but he said. His shoestring had completely. So Blake flew in. His shoestring had completely fallen apart on Saturday on his shoe. He's down there. He's down there with about three three shreds on his shoestring left to hold hold his right shoe on his foot all night Saturday. Oh no! And he goes, he goes, he he goes, man. He goes, could we? He goes, could we just stop at the target? He goes, there's a target right here close to the airport. He's like, I'm so sorry. I said, Blake, it's no problem, buddy. I said, I said, we'll stop at Target and get you a pair of shoelaces. <laughs> we 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 rolled right through that target door. And I said, I said, you know, I said the the thirty five thousand people we were in front of last night, and the however many thousands were were watched online. I said, I said, I bet they have have no idea that we're up here on a Sunday morning at eight o'clock walking through the neighborhood Target for a pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that is. That it's just is like funny. man, what a it, it it was just such a shot of reality after. You know, after after three days, four days, three or four days living in that environment, you know, it's uh, it is awesome. I'm I'm so fortunate to be able to to be a, a small part of that, man. It's um, I, I I tell you, I look forward to it all year. Um, they've got one more year on their contract right now, so this is something that for you guys and race fans to keep in mind. Uh, there's one more year on it. Cody is looking to get it extended, and he is looking to sign a long-term extension with the Dome at the America Center. Um, but there, there is no current uh, extension in place past this next season. So uh, that'll be something to, to keep an eye on. I can't imagine. I mean, this thing just keeps going in the right direction. I can't imagine we won't have it. You know, the the uh, the Stan Kroenke money for uh, for the Rams bail in town uh, has has really they're they're improving a lot of infrastructure right around the convention center. Uh, they had several roads closed, and, and they're really they're pouring a bunch of money into that. And some they wanted to do, and part of that was terms of their settlement too. That the money had to be allocated for the facility. So uh, hopefully the dome's around here for a good long time still. And um, they got a lot of revenue coming in right now to work with, and they're doing a lot there. So hopefully we can keep that Gateway Dirt Nationals jive. And I, I don't see that it'll be a problem. But that's just the the facts of of where that is right now at this point. You never you never know what could happen in con- yeah. contract negotiations. Well, right? you know that's the big question: is the existence of the dome. If the dome stays, yep. this event stays. I would right. believe I, that would be. I, the I would agree with that. In my mind, yep. is if uh, the future of the dome is in question. 
and it, it'll have to stay because the city, when they settle that loss, I think I think the city of St. Louis got like seven hundred fifty some million. Please don't quote me on that. I don't know that. I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn or not. But but um, on the terms, I mean, I'm not speaking out of turn. Cody was very public about where the where the where it all was with the agreements with the building. But um, but the the terms, I don't know the terms. But there there were dollars that were allocated specifically for that dome and the convention center attached to it to to keep it at a, at a high operating level. So, I mean, I, I feel pretty strong that the future of the dome, you know, at least for the foreseeable future. What are the other major events they have inside that building? They have concerts, they have uh, big, yeah. uh, big yeah. events. My, what other events do they have in there? Um, so, you know, they've had, you know, Garth Brooks played a, played a big show in there a couple of years ago. Uh, Beyonce's played there. Um, I don't know that I don't think Taylor Swift went there on her tour this year, but you know acts of of that caliber are there. They have um, well, they had the Battlehawks, and now the XFL and the USFL have merged. So a lot of their branding, like up in their suites and up on the 200 level, um, has has all shifted to Battlehawks. Uh, Mizzou played Memphis in college football there earlier this year. Uh, the um, as far as I know, Supercross still makes a stop there. I believe Monster Jam stops there. Uh, so you know, there's several several things that, that that take place there on a on a large scale. the 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 big so the big thing where this one's different is it's just there's so much dirt and dust, and that's that's unlike anything else that they have. They don't they don't deal with that level of dirt and dust even with their Supercross and their monster trucks. So yeah, and I'm I'm sure it. I'm sure the amount of money it takes to clean that facility is astronomical as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it'd have to be. It have that's that's never a figure I've heard. But I mean, unless you're living under a rock, you know, it doesn't it doesn't take a genius to figure out that that that's probably one of the most expensive parts of the the entire entire program. So what, what can you man? I, it's it it was just guys. It was it was unbelievable. And Kirk, to your point about the driver introductions and the hair on your arms standing up. And, yeah. Um, I've never I, I've never experienced. It. I I will tell you. I love I love sports as much as, as anybody that walks the planet, and I, I always compare dirt track racing and that entertainment to the entertainment I get when I go watch sports. And nine times out of ten, I'm not trying to poo-poo where I eat, so please, I hope people don't take it that way. But but we fall short on events of what of what those other sports do. Like we we just do. Like it's just not whether it's money, it's time, it's staff, it's knowledge, it's Whatever it is, we fall short. This event is on par and, and, and above most of anything that I have ever attended professionally. I personally had one time in my life that I that I felt this level of electricity that I felt Saturday night at a live sporting event, and that was back when, when the Royals played the A's in 2014 in the wild card game. So, I was there. Um, I was in that I mean, I just you were. That's yeah. when, I, when I tell people what <laughs> – what, what this thing means to me and what, what I feel like the importance of it is and, and what it means to the sport. Um, and the people that don't, don't understand my background with sports probably don't understand this as well, but, but that's, that's the level that I'm speaking of and the respect um, that I have for, for this event and what, and what Cody's built. Uh, tell us about Cody Summer. Uh, I've never, I've never met Cody Summer. I've yeah. interviewed a couple of times up there just uh Kind of talk about uh, his background and uh, just uh, what he is all about. He's a genius. 
he's a genius, plain and simple, man. He he gets it done. Um, his day job, he works really close with this uh, Cody Efa, that's a general manager of Nice Motorsports right now, and um, uh, he he helps a lot with with Nice Motorsports to compete in the, the different levels of NASCAR. And um, uh, he's he's an entrepreneur. Uh, he was involved in a in a beverage company several years ago. He got started promoting it at a, at a really young age. Um, he's extremely hands-on. That, that's one thing that's so crazy. You know, his, his job, once the event gets rolling, is he just constantly, like, people are just coming to him with questions, 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 questions. And what's awesome is, is he, does a, he does a great job of not just, like, passing you off. Like, if, if you need passed off, like, if, if he doesn't have your answer but he knows somebody else does, he'll, he'll tell you that. But, but more times than not, he'll work to figure out and answer whatever that question is. Um, he's, he's super relatable to the drivers. He is very approachable to them. Um, he answers their questions and concerns. He is, he is out in front that whole time. Um, a lot of the times during the event, he was uh, not only coordinating what was, was next, but you know he was the one riding the golf cart and putting that little bit of water down um, in between races and whatnot, just kind of help keep keep and settle the dust because you you battle the fumes inside, but you also battle needing to try to keep that dust down as best you can. And he would find different spots on the track that you know needed a little little shot of water here and there, and and, and did that a lot uh, to just kind of keep things rolling smooth. But man, he's um he's a he's a genius. He's a, he's a get it done. Um, he's a bootstrap guy. Uh, all the respect in the world for him. Honestly, I I, I I I don't have any more terms that that I could could say where I'd hold him in a any sort of higher regard. You know, I mean, he just it, it's awesome that he's doing this. There's a lot of other things he could do or nothing at all, and the fact that he chooses to still continue to invest, not just to keep the event, but to figure out ways to make those events better. You know, it's it's tough, guys. It it's hard to go repeat events and and do things at the same place and, you know, go into year three and year four and figure out how to make it cool and exciting. And, um, you know, they, they worked on the format there a couple of years ago. And I think that was such a huge thing. Um, they got late models racing on Thursday and, and that was big for the event. They, they, uh, they opened the other half of the lower bowl when that happened. And, you know, this year, I can't speak for last year, so I don't know if it was this year or last year, but, but one of the two years they opened the suites up on Thursday night, the suites didn't used to open until Friday and Saturday. And, you know, that, that speaks volumes for the success of the event going forward and the demand that's there. So he just, he just always working, figuring out how he can, can make the things he's involved with better. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Well, they got a ton of momentum coming out of this one. That's for sure. Oh my gosh. I don't, I don't recall. And it's tough because you don't want to just have your revisionist history and it's always easy. Like the low hanging fruits. Oh, Hey, this one was the best. Well, this one's easily the largest crowd that was there, so, so I can tell you that. Um, I can't speak for the track conditions for for 22, but by everybody I talked to, they they said this was better than that. I can tell you these track conditions were better than any of the previous uh, five years that that I was there for that. Um, uh, you know, consistently over the course of the event, um, they did a great job managing the nights. The nights never got away from them. Um, the shows were over to reasonable hour. Uh, it looked like everything had about the right amount of laps. Um, the fence crew, that's another thing. So as these, as these events go along, you know, inevitably you're going to get some cars up in the fence and you're going to have some fence repair that's going to have to happen. And that, that is such a well-oiled machine there. 
that that just gets into action right away and they they get that fence repaired in such a, a good amount of time that it doesn't ever hinder the show and that, that's huge because you could you could lose nights on a fence repair let alone you know they have to do two or three a night usually and they can they can not for fashion and that's that's a big thing for an event like that too so yeah um just just great man i i have nothing but appreciation gratitude respect um love the drivers you know that come and do it the fan, the fans are out of control awesome mm-hmm. and i don't i don't say out of control in a negative way i say they're out of control because they they are the basis of this entire event and the whole event is, is about and done for the fans. And if they didn't come out in droves like they did and people didn't wear costumes and set in groups and right. figure out ugly Christmas sweaters and crazy hats. And if, if they didn't have, you know, wild stories to tell, um, and, and there weren't a few that were fl- flamboyant and flashy out there. I mean, those are the things to me that just make this event. And these are the things that separate it from, from just another race. So man, all, if anybody that was at that thing that, that bought a ticket that, that paid for food, bought hotels, like it, it's not cheap. It's not cheap to race it. It's not cheap to go, but I'm telling you the people that love this sport, it is so worth it to, to go check this thing out. I, I would have went down there, but I couldn't get on the credential list. Well, it's because you asked too late. You, well, it's because yeah. I wait till the last second. To yeah. Go. You wait. That's a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, yeah, they they credential a lot of them there, buddy. Just uh, you know about 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 Labor Day. Just start thinking about it next year. Yeah, no doubt. Doesn't that seem reasonable? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Trenton, when is your next? <laughs> ev- yeah. Hey, when is your next event on r- racing? Day? Hey, what? Hey, yeah. Let me bust. Let me bust on. Acknowledge that I just busted on you for a minute there, please. Hey, I I, I listen. I don't have any problem people busting on me, but. Just so you okay. know. Okay. All right. Perfect. Hey. Uh, yeah. So, if, if you want to arm wrestle, I, I, I arm wrestle you. If you want to arm wrestle. I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got I'm one good. final yeah. question. I got one final question for you. Yeah, I think you had away. one of the toughest jobs the whole weekend up there. How do you, you have to know these people to pull people out of the crowd and talk to them. You, you got to know who they are to be able to do that. How do you do it? Hey, hey that country so, singer was pretty good too as well. Yeah, Dylan, Dylan's awesome. And and I knew, I knew he was going to be there and he's, he's become a, a really good friend of mine. And um, it's, it's so cool to see his genuine support and love, love for this event. So I, I appreciate you saying that Scott. He's a, Everything that everybody sees about about him is is the way that that he is. Like camera in front of him, microphone in front of him, hanging out in the pits, uh, sitting on his tour bus, like whatever it is. Like that's just you know, he is he is the realest, down to earth, humble, um, awesome. You know he he had four or five lifelong friends with him. Some guys that race uh, down in Louisiana uh, still. And, and he, he brought a crew with him. He brought his dad with him, which was awesome this year. His dad took him to the races in Chatham, Louisiana, when he was three years old. And uh, that, that instilled the, the love of the sport and uh, in, in Dylan that is still there to this day. And um, it was awesome. He, he had four or five people there with him, a couple guys off his road crew as well. So it was, yeah. it was super that, that he was there. So I, I appreciate you saying that. And it, it means a lot to the event and speaks to the magnitude of it that he cares so much to be there. Right. Not just when the lights are shining bright, but. He he got in his pickup. He got in his pickup and left Nashville at nine o'clock Wednesday night after he put his kids to bed, and he was going to wait and get up Thursday morning. He was so jacked 
that once he got his kids put to bed, he kissed his wife and walked out the door, and he said, i got to go to the Dome. Yeah. And he, he rolled into St. Louis, him and his pickup, at 3 a.m. in the morning and checked into his hotel. That's, I, that's what it meant to him. Well, you know, if, if he's so, touring with so Cole cool. Swindell, who's another great guy, yeah. i got to be at yeah. that concert. I want some meet-and-greet passes for that one. He's there, guys. He, he's getting ready to headline arenas. It's coming, man. He, he just had his fourth number one single out on country radio this year. He's got two or three songs in the pipeline right now that are just, I mean, they are just bangers, Kirk. Um, as, as good a songs as you can write and put out right now. He writes a lot of his own music, and he collaborates with other other writers on stuff. And, and what's so cool about it is it's just his, his ability. He, uh, I was at a, I was at a sound check with him, and this might be a little bit more in the weeds of music, but like, he, uh, you know, they, they all have, have and deal with just a little bit of auto tune here and there, and, and he was, he was directing his front of house sound man. He, he goes, he goes, get that auto tune out of there, and he was very nice about it, but he, he said, he said, I need this to sound real, and he, he, he said, I'm gonna nail this when, when it comes time. And uh, it was it was cool because when that part of the show came around that night, he he nailed it. They didn't have any on it, and it was cool. So just talent out of this world. Uh, so that was awesome that that he was there and continues to to support racing. Um, and I don't know what what else. Where are we going? What was the, that last part of that, Kirk? Uh, he's touring with uh, Cole Swindell, who we know we had him on our show out at the Speedway. So yeah, we, we uh, got to meet yeah. him. So. Uh, I'm looking for meet and greet passes to if, if they come Kirk, to town. Are, are you trolling for some meet and greet passes right yeah. now? Is that can what you you're help doing? Help us out, Trenton Berry. No. Yeah, it's, I don't. I don't. I mean, I can't <laughs> I make any guarantees, but Kirk, that probably not to be. Probably won't be too hard. Right. <laughs> we, right. we, we probably figure that out. Uh, hey, Trenton, when is the next event yeah. on uh, RacingDirt.com? Oh, boy, that's bad timing on that question. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I think we have some go-kart stuff coming up, Scott, but I'm not exactly sure what the uh, the date of it is. And our, our big car stuff's going to be after the first of the year. Uh, my next event that I'm going to work is going to be the Wild West Shootout right after the first of the year in uh, in Vado out at uh, uh, New Mexico. So I'm going to go work for Flo on that one again. I'll be gone uh, 14 days. We're going to gonna run six or 10 days, I think it is. I'll be gone. I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking about going to Coca Paul and Arizona Speedway out there in Arizona this this summer or this winter, just so this I winter, can yeah. just so I can get out of this miserable, cold ass town. Had it been that bad you ought, though? You ought to look at Vado too, man. If you're if, seriously, if you're going out that way, you ought, you ought to look at making a run to Vado. It's it's out of this world good. It's a it's a bucket list racetrack. They've done such a great job with the event. Uh, Larson's coming back to race it as well as a host of other guys. It'll be, it'll be off the charts. The, you know, there's a lot of people that are very disappointed that Kyle Larson, Rico Abreu, Christopher Bell, and those guys are not going to be racing at the Chili Bowl this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything to say on on that. I um, I have so much respect for all those people there in Tulsa. I got so much respect for the racers. I got so much respect for everybody in Votto there. So, um, Larson I just doesn't, know, both, Larson I just doesn't owe anything to anybody. He can go race what I, he I wants hope, to race. I, I just say this. I'm just, I'm just going to make a blanket statement. That's all I'm going to say about it. I just hope that each event can can roll in there, put on the best best race, best show possible, and everybody can 
can have the best event racer and promoter wise that, that they can possibly have. Well, it, that leaves the door open for a lot of guys like Justin Grant and, and Logan Seavey to win. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I think it's going to be a, a, a better race because of those guys not being there. I think it's going to be a better race this year. Yeah. Well, I just, I hope, I hope they're all good, man. And I hope, I hope that we can get up on that, that Sunday morning after they're all done and everybody can talk about how, how great both those shows were. That'd be, that'd be the best case scenario for everybody. Yep. No doubt. All right, Trenton, thanks so much for taking the time to join us here on mostly motorsports. We can't thank you enough for doing so. Um, and, uh, we're looking forward to talking to you next year, right here on mostly motorsports yeah. as well. Merry Christmas to you. Sounds Trenton. good. Yeah. So, Hey, same, same to you guys too. And, um, it's, uh, it's, it's been a wild year and hammer down. We're, we're just about ready for 2024. That Heartland tour is about ready to put its schedule out. We've got all, but just like one or two dates hanging right there. We've got, uh, we got 20 some events on the schedule for it. We're not quite as far along on the arms series. Um, having just a little, a little harder go down there now, but, but I feel pretty confident we'll be able to put a good schedule together for that series too. started working on some marketing, um, had some, some great partners come on board. So we'll, we'll put some press releases and things out here, um, in the coming days and weeks as, as we get geared up for 24 with those two tours and can't wait to get on the road as always with the, uh, the USMTS and, and uh, that we've done for so, so many years now, and we're so fortunate to be back doing that again. And, and uh, man, that new venture with the ASCS is sure something. And, and there's a whole lot of great people we've, we've met there, and, and I see why you guys were so fond of it for all those years. And um, a, lot of, a lot of great people, racers and, and folks behind the scenes there. So uh, just really, really uh, taking the next week or so to just kind of soak all in, soak in everything that's, that's happened this year and um, just be – thankful and grateful and um get ready to go for for 24 here and hope everybody has a wonderful holiday yep you too merry christmas to you and a happy new year's trenton we can't thank you, you enough for taking the time to join us here on mostly motorsports you bet guys talk to you down the road hey you bet all Take right care trenton thank you thank you trenton yep. there you have it trenton berry from racingdirt.com again they are the home of the ascs national sprint car tour and ocrs United Rebel Sprint Car Series as well. Yeah, they got a lot of things going on hey, right they, now. At Race hey, Dirt. basically what they did is they took over everything that we did. Yeah, they raised it to a, another level. So, uh, great job by what they're doing right now. And uh, just to put a wrap on that event at St. Louis, I can't imagine that they won't re-up and do a multi-year contract after what we saw this past weekend at uh, at the Dome at America Center. Yep, no doubt. All right, thanks, everybody. I want to thank Todd Surprise. Uh, he always does such a great job for us here at RacingBoys.com, and uh, I can't thank him enough for everything that he does for us. Right. All these graphics that you see, all these the, these little graphics that you make up, um, they, they really add to the show, and I can't thank you enough, Todd. Merry Christmas to you and a happy new year as well, buddy. Merry Christmas. I appreciate it. Been with the race of boys be twelve Christmases now and uh this, wow. is, this is fun. Yep, no and doubt. And our next live show will not be until Saturday, January sixth. That's right. Uh we're gonna do uh we're gonna send over to Sports Radio eight ten WHB a couple of best up shows. We're not gonna do a live stream 
online this Saturday or the following Saturday, but we'll send over a best of show uh, for our Sports Radio 810 WHB listeners. And we will not be here next two Mondays because they're holidays, Big Christmas holidays. and New Year's, but we'll be back again for our Monday show on Monday January 8th, the first day of the Chili Bowl. Absolutely. We'll be able to yep. kick everything off of the Chili Bowl. Scott might even be down there. I, I, I will be at the shootout and the Chili Bowl. But you'll be coming well. back between, though, because there's, there's Christmas. I, 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 and stuff. I think I'm, I might take you up on it and get get an RV spot down there. Uh, I would. Yeah. I would do it. Yeah, no doubt. That's a, that's a good plan to have down there. Like you said, it's long days if you're going to be hanging out at the shootout it's good to have a little spot to go back and hang out in for sure right there on campus i i definitely do that now that you got the rv i mean why not yeah no doubt well have merry christmas to everybody it's winterized and so you can't pee in it yeah you well, can't take a shower in the it the expo center opens early yeah no doubt you can go in there and use the facilities pretty early yeah no doubt all right thanks everybody again thanks to todd surprise Merry christmas to you todd merry christmas tell everybody back in iowa merry christmas and have be a safe trip back to iowa and anybody traveling out there you guys be safe and be then, safe and travel absolutely if you're traveling be real safe and like you said take extra precaution and just let's get to make a good happy merry christmas for everybody and let's make it a good holiday so yep, no doubt january like you said we won't be doing a show so you guys be safe out there on 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 january 1st that's i always worry about new year's marie so. says love you guys we appreciate that marie yeah. and we love, love you it. too marie like we said hey marie is absolutely the number one supporter of this show we appreciate Just everything so you know. that well we, we, what we want everybody to do instead of tuning in to our live show which we won't be here just pick up an old uh, episode that we did and make sure you share that with your social media group man that would that would help out the racing boys a lot yep no doubt about it all right for todd surprise for kirk elliott i'm scott trailer saying thanks for joining us have a merry christmas and a happy new year and we'll see you on what what is the date saturday january 6th our next live show next live show will be on january 6th thanks everybody for tuning in We'll see you on January 6th. For everybody here at RacingBoys.com, thanks again for tuning in to Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll see you on January 6th. Stay tuned. stronger with rod and supply whether you are running industrial farming equipment or race car rod and supply has the assortment of rod ends radius rods and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better giving you the edge on the track and saving you money contact rod and supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. we don't just sell them we race them rod and serving the racing community for over 30 years